This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Halftime Show Podcast. Oh, he loves to fire that. What a goal! This is the Halftime Show with Omar Alduri on Pulse 95. Nice strike. Oh, better than nice. Wonderful. It's Welcome to the Halftime Show with Omar Alduri. I'm your host, cover everything sport, international and local. All right, so coming up on today's show, we've got a different feel and twist to it because Jake Dennis is going to be on the show. He's keen to seal an incredible run as he leads the Formula E Championship coming into the finale of Season 9. And guess what? We're going to be asking him all sorts of questions like how he discovered his love for racing, how does he reset, how does he think the finale is going to go, especially on home soil, and also get to know him a little bit more on the only place to be at 3, the Halftime Show on Pulse95. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri. Oh, he loves to fire that fucker goal! This is the Halftime Show with Omar Alduri on Pulse95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! Salam and welcome to the Halftime Show on Pulse 95 Radio. Shout out to everyone who's tuned in around the world, whether it's 95FM, Pulse95Radio.com, our app, Sharjah Broadcasting Authority, or if you're chilling at home, watching us live on YouTube. And as I said in the intro, you are in for a treat today because Jake Dennis is on the show and boy, is it going to be a great one. Jake, welcome to the show. Well, thanks for having me. Thanks for having me on, guys. Pleasure, pleasure's all ours. Now, listen, I want to take it back, Jake. When did you discover your love for racing? Um, I think it was just from a young age, really. Uh, I actually initially uh, wasn't a fan of it. Uh, my first time going to go kart was at the age of eight years old. And then, uh, yeah, I wasn't so much of, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, a huge fan. And then I gave it another go when I was nine years old. Uh, and from that point on, I sort of yeah, I fell in love with the sport. Uh, obviously, yeah, just a hobby at that stage. It wasn't really anything serious, obviously. And then um, just as, you know, the sponsors started to come in and then um, the progression from like cadets to then juniors, uh, it just became more and more serious. And then, yeah, I've been doing it for, for uh, 20 years now. So it seems like a long time. Wow. So in that case, you know, when you're, is that kind of the age to start out for those that are looking to get into it? I would say so. Yeah. You know, you see some people now, um, like starting even younger, you know, you get the likes of some parents pushing their kids at the age of like three or four years of age Wow. in go-karts, which are <laughs> called like Bambino karting now, uh, yeah. which is just absolutely crazy. Uh, I think it's a bit unnecessary for my side i i don't really see that see the benefit yeah of course you'll be you'll be better at a young age but i would say ultimately by the time you sort of get to maybe 10 years of age it's all equaled out pretty quickly uh, because the learning rate is so steep at that age so um yeah i mean i would say you won't really want to start too much later than yeah 11 or 12 um because yeah Nowadays, you get some some kids as well jumping into the likes of the lowest single seater category at the age of like fourteen, which is which is also absolutely crazy. Yeah, I mean that that sounds that sounds nuts. And out here in the UAE, especially in Sharjah, they love their racing, right? So, 
um, the parents will be listening going, yeah, perfect, let's get them in at that age. Some parents have a different approach on it. Would you do things differently if you were parenting and your son was in that situation? I just wouldn't put my son into motorsport. It's way too expensive. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I just buy a new pair of football boots every week if he wanted one. Um, yeah, I mean, from my side, I, I don't think I would push my kid to to race at all. If, if he really wanted to do it, then yeah, great. But um, in terms of age bracket, yeah, I'd probably start them at the age of yeah eight, eight years of age um, because you still want them to have like a social life. Honestly, when I started to... When it started to get more serious at the age of like 12 and I was racing maybe probably around about 45 weekends a year, um, you're like, it's really difficult to see your friends, you know, you're away from school a lot. And then at that age, like, you just want to be around your mates kicking a football. Uh, So then you're away, you're away racing. Um, So it it is difficult to to make, you know, lifelong friends. Thankfully, I managed to do it, but it, it like, you really have to make a commitment with them and, and make the effort because yeah you're never really there like uh, a normal kid would be at, at the age of 12 you know mm, super interesting and how has that helped you evolve like on a professional level but also on a personal level um yeah something which my sponsors uh, pushed for i was thankful enough to get sponsored at the age of 12 which paid for all my racing for like nine years so i was in a really fortunate position but one of the things they pushed for was that as soon as I started to travel abroad at the age of 12, I started going completely alone, um, which at that age was pretty uh, was pretty intense, you know, t- trying to find your way to, to Spain or Portugal or wherever you were going in the world at such a young age was quite challenging. Uh, there was always people on the other side, uh, you know, which would come and collect me, but navigating the airport uh, was always uh, a difficult task, but I think it made me grow up pretty quick. Um, I'd say, yeah, like the age of 21, I was pretty mature and knew exactly how to sort of, you know, stand on my own two feet in, in, in any sort of situation. Um, but yeah, I think for my parents was a bit of a shock. Um, cause obviously, my dad used to come to each race to, to, to take me there. Mm. Uh, and then all of a sudden, it's like, oh yeah, we don't we don't want you to come anymore. We just want Jake to, to develop quickly and, um, you know, yeah, sort of learn the ropes uh, alone. I was going to ask you, actually, how important is it to have that support in in such a what's considered a lonely sport yeah i think you need good people around you in any level of sport you do i think whether it's football basketball or, or motorsport it doesn't it doesn't really matter you just need you you just need to have good people around you the whole time i think which will support you which you can trust uh because yeah there is selfish people out there which can you know or, themselves and that can have a bad impact on you um so i think it's yeah super important whether that's family at such a young age or you know trusted managers or agents or or, or whatever it would be um and i think that continues all the way through your whole career Uh, even at my age now uh, i'm i super rely on you know my manager and 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 his point of opinion yeah, brilliant. I, I can't let you, before we take a break, I can't let you go because you mentioned the key word football three times. Do you have a team? Uh, I'm uh, originally from Leicester, so we just got demoted out of the Premier League. So um, not great on that front. Happy with the new manager? Uh, yeah, I'd say so. I did like quite Brendan Rodgers. I think he did a good job, but obviously it went away a little bit towards the end. Yeah, I, I can just see like an Amazon documentary about that now for next season when they rise up. <laughs> yeah, that would be good. I mean, yeah, I think they do a good job with those with that series and documentaries they do. So yeah, it'd be good. 
top, man. All right, we're going to take a quick break. Once we get back, we're diving straight into it on the only place to be at three, the halftime show on Pulse95. This is the halftime show with Omar Adouri. Oh, he loves the fire that was a goal. This is the halftime show with Omar Alduri on Pulse 95. Nice strike. Oh, better than nice. Wonderful. Salam and welcome to the halftime show with Omar Alduri. First segment was fire, second segment's gonna be even better because we get to know Jake Dennis on a personal level because Jake, I want to ask you, man, with all the the pressure and everything that comes with racing, how do you reset? Uh, it can be challenging at times, uh, especially when you're, you know, you're in the, the, you know, an unlucky spell or you're not performing. Uh, it's something which happened this year. Like we started the season off extremely well uh, with with a race win and then two two podiums straight off the bat. We were leading the championship. Everything was fantastic, and then. Um, you know, the next four or five races, I didn't score a point, which was over the spread of like three months. Mm. Um, so, you know, you're putting on all this effort, you were spending all this time away from family and friends and uh, never being at home. And there was no reward. You know, I, I didn't score any points from January until like April. So it was a big sort of mentally mental challenge to to sort of reset and, and go again after each race and then you try and then something would happen like a, a failure or a crash and then you try and do it all over again so I think in any sport you need to be mentally strong enough to to back yourself in in those situations uh, and just try and reset each time and eventually we obviously came out of it and then we had us you know we we're on a really good spell of six podiums out of seven races so yeah. and that's been able to put us in this position right now what we're in in the championship so um yeah i think you need like you said um good people around you to help you do that uh and then just faith in your yeah and you know, that you know you're good enough to to pull yourself out of it. yeah and more and more now Jake, like a lot of people are noticing the other factors that contribute to the end result and one of those things is mental fitness so people think about the physical and stuff like that do you have any things that you do um to get you kind of either calm or up for the race or even just kind of away from it do you have anything that you do to share with the listeners um from my side i'm actually quite relaxed on the whole um you know like mind games or uh like mental uh, preparation mm. uh, it's something which I have tried in the past and something which my sponsors really pushed for when I was younger uh, but I always struggled to really you know, do what was trying to be achieved I was always quite relaxed before I jump in the car I always try and keep it light-hearted and joking with my mechanics I don't really like to talk about the race too much just before I start it um, and I find that way it keeps the pressure off uh, it keeps it light-hearted for everyone because everyone's feeling the pressure at that point and then um yeah one thing i which i do love is, is music but mm. unfortunately uh whenever i listen to music i always don't i never seem to perform which is a bit frustrating so is it, it a playlist nice if i could just put my headphones on yeah uh just mainly r&b <laughs> and play um a little bit of house but yeah r&b probably i would listen to before before jumping into a car but i never seem to perform well when i do this so now i've just canned off the music and just listen to it when i whenever i'm not about to jump into the car yeah that's super interesting when, when we when we associate like playlists with races 
were probably thinking more on the house vibe. And then and when you hit me with the R&B, I was thinking, because I'm a big R&B fan, I was thinking, now I'm trying to really think how he, <laughs> who he's listening to just before he gets into a race. I would probably say this is like 50 Cent or Eminem, okay. uh, maybe a bit of Drake, but something with a decent beat, uh, mm. some good lyrics. Yeah, along okay. those lines. Okay. Some, some old school stuff more. Yeah, I never, I never, I never thought you'd say that. That is wicked. I, I like that. I like that. I'm gonna throw a couple of things your way before we take a break. What's your views on things yep. like ice baths, breath work, um, meditation? Do you do any of that kind of stuff? Um, ice baths are, I, from my side, super effective. Um, we can use them in Formula E because some locations are extremely hot. We race in Indonesia. Uh, we just came back from Rome, which was um, close to 40 degrees. So. so I find them really effective to obviously help with the core temperature. Um, but but the breathing and the meditation for my side, it, it doesn't really have too much an effect. But I have had teammates which really get, um, you know, superstitious with that type of stuff. And they have to do their breathing. They have to do their visualization before jumping into the car, yeah. which you just leave them to it. You know, you're obviously not going to get uh, involved in that from their side. So, yeah, you just give them the give them the space and give them the time. But yeah, from my side, I'm super relaxed on this. Um, I mean, I've definitely tried it. Uh, for sure, I've tried it a few times to see if it gave me the performance. But every time I gave it a go, it was either the same or uh, um, or no performance. And you're quite time limited on a race weekend. You're being dragged from interview to interview, or you know, you're doing meeting after meeting, and then you've obviously got to drive the car. So any sort of ineffective time waste is. Um, you try and put on the side and and just keep your time valuable yeah yeah and you and you strike me as very calm so normally that would be the the opposite if you're kind of more you know on edge or you want to kind of get things done then you would do it what about things like self-talk do you ever do do you ever do like do you ever talk to yourself when you're in the car um uh, i think i did when i was a kid because yeah. i didn't really see um you know I, I probably had a bit more time on my hands when when i was driving it was just like you the go-kart and uh it was just more fun, uh, especially on like test days where you're not actually in a race. But nowadays we're so um, occupied with the systems and the software going on in the car. Yeah. And then we're always talking back to the engineer, probably like one or two times a lap. And he's always uh, speaking to you maybe two or three times a lap. So it's it's pretty intense in terms of the radio communications between you and your team while you're driving. So you really don't have too much time to, you know, prep talk yourself up or um i think my like thoughts will cross your mind uh, like that's for sure um or like say if you get taken out in the race but then you you're still continuing you might like give yourself a bit of a, a pep talk after the crash yeah. to like reset and refocus um i think that would be more of a uh, yeah an idea what we would do yeah love that love that okay we could take a quick break and once we get back we're diving into the final segment with a man himself jake dennis on pulse 95 radio is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri. Oh, he loves the fire and what a goal! This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri on Pulse95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! Salam and welcome back to the Halftime Show. If you're kicking yourself for missing the show, don't worry. You can catch all of our episodes on Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud. If you like a podcast, 
Or if you prefer a visual, head over to our YouTube channel, Pulse95 Radio. We've got some fantastic guests, like the man himself here, Jake Dennis. Now, he um, he's a leader at the moment now. He'll be racing in front of home fans as he looks to seal the Formula E World Championship title this weekend in London's doubleheader. However, there's many, many things coming into it. There's always the mind games. There's always things that we've learned about what you do, Jake, and, and, and probably what you avoid as well. 24-point lead coming into this. Has that affected your approach on this race or are you just taking it as another race with no deficit? Um, yeah, we've, we've really tried to approach the same as usual. Um, you know, if, if it's not broken, like don't fix it, I think in Rome. So I think the preparation, the, the way the car is sort of set up at the moment, uh, my driving, it's all in a pretty good window, um, and you know we don't need to we don't need to go out and win in London uh, over these next. Risk averse, so um, yeah, I think the preparation side and the way I'll attack the weekend will be pretty similar in terms of you know practice and qualifying, but then maybe the racing will have to be a little bit more logical and and not put ourselves in situations which could be high risk, low reward, um, unlike say my opposition, which will have to go high risk high risk all the time so uh yeah we'll play it by ear it's definitely a situation which you need to to read while it's ongoing uh and see the people you race against because some guys are are pretty clean and, and not really dangerous to to race and then other guys are definitely you know more risk and and have a little bit less spatial awareness and, and can cause accidents yeah that's interesting how, also how does it feel for you being on home soil Oh, it's great. You know, it's the one race which I haven't had to travel to uh, in terms of catching a flight, which is nice. Uh, but also just the, having a race on home soil um, is always special. I have so many British fans there for, for everyone. Uh, last year, we managed to win uh, at this circuit and it was pretty special to be able to hear the, hear the fans. Was was something which you don't really experience too much uh, at times. Um, so to be uh, so close to them uh, and obviously share that share the win with those guys is pretty special. So I'm hoping we can at least do the same this year uh, with the championship. Um, yeah, like I said, we don't need to go out and win this race, but if we can bring home the championship, that would be fantastic. That would be amazing. The energy, I'm sure, is one thing you kind of feel um, when you're in that in that position. And the other thing as well, which a lot of people are talking about, is 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 the car right so how has that been compared to your previous and and how does it feel to be in, in such a like fast light powerful efficient race car yeah obviously there's been a big upgrade for the formula e electric car this year last year we came from um from gen 2 um which was an old car uh whereas this one's yeah brand new it's the latest edition of like what you can have for electric racing and the the top speeds we've seen this year are incredibly high uh we've seen over 200 85 kph which was um on a street circuit is pretty fast i would say uh, it certainly feels fast enough and then um yeah you know just the the lightness of the car it's 60 70 kilos lighter than previous years so i think just the technology and the software is always moving forward it enables us to you know have these upgrades so frequently um you know the the new car has already been spoken about for in three years time so um yeah certainly looking forward to it I really hope I really hope you finish this this season and this this year on on a high. Do you think race by race or do you set yourself goals short term long term and if so what are they? Um 
I think, yeah, you definitely set short, medium and long at the start of the season. Um, you know, just before the first race starts, before the pre-season, you sort of have a have a goal. Um, and yeah, this year has taken me completely by surprise. You know, after the pre-season testing, uh, my goal was changed massively because we really struggled in in the first ever test against the competition. Uh, so you sort of had to reevaluate your goals. Um, because yeah, I didn't think well, I'd be in this position at all. Uh, what I was um, sort of sort of nine months ago now. Uh, so you need to set yourself realistic goals. Um, but then once the season starts, you're very much just like race to race. Focus on the one task in hand, which is which is that race in front of you. Uh, but yeah, I would definitely say most of us will have yeah short, medium, and long uh, before entering the season. Any plans to come out to the UAE? Um, yeah, I've been to Dubai a few times. Uh, we raced in Abu Dhabi um, quite a few times as well. So it's it's something which I always try and get away in the winter over to Dubai for. I, I've been like a month at a time before, so um, I enjoy the sun a lot. The UK weather in um, in December is absolutely shocking. So yeah, I think the stocks <laughs> will probably come out again uh, this winter as well. Top man, top man. Wishing you all the best. Thank you for taking the time out as well. I know you got you got so much going on at the moment now, and the fact you can speak to us here in Sharjah in the UAE is an absolute blessing. Oh. Wishing you all the best on the weekend, man. Thank you very much for your time. This is the halftime show with Omar Adouri. Oh, he loves the fire. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Alduri on Pulse95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! Wonderful! It's time! Salam, welcome back to the Halftime Show. Okay, right, so we got the insight on Jake Dennis, who is keen to see an incredible run as he leads the Formula E Championship coming into the finale of Season 9. Um, a lot of interesting things there from the type of car, uh, the psychology and, and the opponents and what they try to do, what they don't do. Interesting, he listens to R&B and House, but it doesn't work for him normally. Um, and I also like the fact he spoke about his preparation and things that he feels worth his time versus things that he feels like, you know what, if, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Um, very, very interesting character. And that's one of the nicest things about being a host on the Halftime Show is you get to interview people like that who you probably would never have met in the world or come across them. And then all of a sudden they are at the highest of where they're at and you get a chance to speak to them and kind of pick their brain on on how they reset, what do they do to practice mental fitness, how they're coming in, approaching this weekend. You know, do they have any rituals? Do they have any certain songs or type of things they like listening to? Very, very impressed. And I hope you guys enjoyed it as much as I did. Remember, you can catch it every Monday, Wednesday, Saturday, 3 to 4 UAE time. And if you do miss the show, we're on Spotify, Apple, SoundCloud, and also on YouTube. Take care and have a great day, guys. This is Pulse 95. Tune in live every Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday from 3 p.m.